here we are with another fantastic episode of Pints and Pages, and um, we are going to, um, I'm going to do introductions, but we are going to discuss today Tim Curry, and we're all excited to talk about Tim Curry and his just fantastic array of uh, things that he has been a part of, voice acting, television, movies. He's done some great stuff over the years, so um, we can't wait to get started. So we're going to do introductions. I'm Nick. I'm Brad. I'm Levi. And we are going to get started with Dr. Frankfurter and Wadsworth in uh, Tim Curry's fantastic way. So I will start like I normally do and... um, start with saying that my first two introductions to Tim Curry were Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I think I watched it at a way too young of an age, probably. My parents did not know that I was watching it. I was watching it because my friend David's older sister was a huge Meatloaf fan, and Meatloaf was in the original movie. So um, we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I could not have been any older than maybe eight or nine. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did not understand what was going on, but it was definitely something that uh, caught my eye because it was definitely weird. Um, but then my real, and and not that you would know that that was Tim Curry, let me tell you that. Um, um, obviously, at that age, I had no clue. Um, but what really got me stuck on Tim Curry was Wadsworth and Clue. Um, Clue is one of my uh, favorite movies of all time. It's a, it's a cinematic masterpiece. It got, it got panned by critics. It bombed in the box office. It's become a cult classic over the years, um, for sure. But that is, that is, uh, character acting at its finest with all of those guys, Christopher Lloyd and, and Michael Madsen and um, uh, Martin Mull, um, even the girls that were in it, um, Lisa Ann Warner, and I can't remember the Madeline other. Con, Madeline Kahn. Conley Camp. They, uh, they were just, they were, they were fantastic all the way around. And, um, but he, he made that whole movie go round. He made, he just dictated how everything was going, how the movie flowed, how the movie had the quick one-liners and everything else. So, um, that was my first, first introduction. Um, I'll go on to say, uh, the I didn't care for it, the miniseries, but he was fantastic as the clown Pennywise. Oh, yeah, I did not. There was, I was busy, I did not end up watching it this week like I should have. But I think Pennywise was, I don't know, it had either been Clue or Pennywise, it was my first fucking taste of him because it was like right when I was growing up, it was always mid-80s movies on TV. That's why I always loved, like, Back to the Future. And, like, all these fucking 80s movies were always on TV. So I remember seeing that, but then it's the fucking early to mid-90s, so he's doing the voice of, like, everything else on fucking TV. Yeah. So many cartoons and whatnot. So it was, like, it. 
and then hearing his voice in the cartoons I liked, it was a very kind of tossy situation yeah. sometimes in the early years. But I love Clue as well. I just I, I don't remember much of it. I didn't get a chance to watch it again recently. Um, but I know that was one of the movies that any time it was on rerunning back in the day, I always like glued, glued I, to the TV. I I can almost recite Clue while watching it. It's it's absurd. Um, I still watch it. Like when I get bored, it's the first movie that I go to. Um, I don't. It's not. Um, I, it's not the same genre as Star Wars, so I don't even put it in the same category. But if I had to pick a movie to sit and just have background noise, it's Clue. And because I can recite it. I don't even have to be watching it and just know that that's what's going to happen next. It's um, it's a weird thing with me. I don't know why. Um, I own several different versions of the board game. I own. I don't know if it's. Yeah. Just, I don't know if it's my mom. My mom was obsessed with murder mysteries, murder she wrote, Matlock, things like that. And um, I don't know if that just translated into in a a tiny little obsessive compulsive um, obsession with clue or what, but it did. Um, I, I still laugh at the movie, even though it's absurd. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you've seen it 15,000 times. I still laugh. I get a kick out of it. It's just one of those movies. It's just one of those timeless classics for me. Um, much like Rocky horror, Clue has a following too. A lot of Tim Curry stuff has like renegade followings. Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, yeah. I've noticed he just has a cult followings because it seems like playing most the, of the movies, at least in his early career, were all just flops. So playing the playing the demon in Legend. Yeah. That is like that was a box office bomb yeah. that people, but people still gravitate towards it because I think it was Tom, Cru Tom Cruise's first movie or one of Tom Cruise's I think first it, movie. It has um, oh. has to do with his dedication to the role. Like, no matter yeah. what it is... Critics puts, hated the movie, but they yeah. loved him. They, yeah. He puts every bit, and he was never biased towards what he wanted to work on. If he loved the story, if it was just something that sounded fun or anything, he, he would fucking do it. And then he would have a blast doing it and do one hell of a performance and help, you know, kind of help get the eyes on other actors at the same time while still landing big roles and shit roles. And he just fucking, he racked up one catalog of the fucking ass. Yeah, him playing, him playing Rooster, um, Carol Burnett's brother in Annie in the 1982 yeah. Annie movie. Um was fin those two together were fantastic and his his um again just like you just said his dedication to absurdity yeah at times or being that comedic or that um villain like just that's what he put himself into yes um i did do some research leading in i did not realize i probably maybe seen it once and that I couldn't even tell you when it was. I didn't know he was the villain in the Three Musketeers. Yeah, movie. yeah. 
with I remember uh, that one with Charlie Sheen and Keith Sutherland. That would have been ninety three. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that he was the villain in that. Um, I he, didn't know he was in Muppet Treasure. Island. Well, about the villain in Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah, he was the villain in Loaded <laughs> That's Weapon 1. I, I was just looking that up, Mr. Jigsaw. Because I, I almost watched that last night. night. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, he's credited in um, The Little Mermaid, but granted, when you look at it, it doesn't show... He was. A, he sang a song. Okay, is that what he, he did? He sang a song. I couldn't so. find it. it he's the, just he's the concierge Googles. in Home Alone 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where he has to get on his knees and say, I love you! I love you! Yeah. How about his, his extra super long nipples in Scary Movie 2? <laughs> that fucking... That... Scarred me. <laughs> like that stupid joke scarred the fuck. Him, him and Bill Murray, him and Bill Murray in sumo outfits in the first Charlie's Angels movie. Have you guys ever? Seen I've never seen movie? Charlie's Angels. Oh, it's you, been so long. You, him and Bill Murray, because Bill Murray played um, played the the voice box. Bill Murray played uh, Bosley. He played Bosley, not the voice box. He played Bosley. And um, they went undercover, and Tim Curry was like the arms dealer or whatever. And they both gotten sumo outfits in those inflatable sumo outfits. It's probably the best scene in the movie because the movie was just not very good. But those two were hysterical in that, and and I I remember him from that. I remember him from McHale's Navy. Um, he was in. Just so much different stuff. I also learned that he was the father in the TV show Wilds of Thornberry. Yeah, the Wild Thornberry. Yeah, the Wild Thornberry. Yeah, and then of course, doubling back on our last podcast where we we referenced talking about Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, he was also in the Thornberries as Donnie, the the missing link child. So we just yeah only to mention Flea you know, yeah. that was it. Got to mention back to Tim Curry. <laughs> I've still never seen Thornberries. Yeah, well that was uh, before your time. That was but. that was my childhood man. I love that movie. It was a family that traveled around the world. His uh, basically think of like a British Steve Irwin, but if he came from Monty Python, like <laughs> like it was a Monty Python, uh, you know documentary kind of host, you know, so he went around looking at different animals and he drug his whole family with him, you know, an angsty teenage daughter. They found some fucking missing link kid who was just raised in the wild and they have a chimpanzee and yeah, they all live in this crazy RV that fucking does anything you need it to. I also did not know he was the prince in the Garfield the second Garfield movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, his voice acting list of things is fucking crazy. There's so many cartoons. Most of them I haven't seen. I was going to say, I've, I, I've not seen a lot of things. I think most of them a lot of people haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. What the half the Dinosaurs TV show from way back. Uh, <laughs> Very just random characters from it. Two episodes of Roseanne. 
It was Roger. Bonus Pints is a craft beer and wine spin on the classic arcade. Located at 422 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, Bonus Pints is the anchor of the bonus building on the corner of Broadway and 5th Street. They have all your favorite classic arcade games and both classic and current pinball machines. Every Wednesday is trivia, and every Thursday and Friday there is live music. Come and bring your friends. The food, the music, the games, and the people. There is something something for everyone at Bonus Pints. He was um, one of the more memorable bad guys in a recent season. Well, I say recent. It was probably, what, 2012 or of uh, Criminal Minds. He was um, he was a serial killer that had killed like 200 people. I never really watched Criminal Minds, but that sounds like it would be... Okay, seeing it, I see that now. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he had like prosthetic... 2010. 2010, he had like prosthetic teeth, and he had like kidnapped this girl, and like was making her bait people in so that he could kill him, kill them. Um, He had like a pretty big arc, because normally those things end in one episode, but I think he was in two. I think his was like a cliffhanger. So... Usually don't get that um, with those things, but it's um, yeah, two episodes in 2010. Yeah, Billy so Flynn. That's a big deal when you can get back to back. And when you're when you're the serial killer and you make it through one episode of Criminal Minds, <laughs> that's a you're big a deal. Big, yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get over how much stuff I, he's been in. Yeah, he's just it's it's fucking pretty big in that that uh those episodes. Yeah. How about the high fructose adventures of annoying orange where he was in two episodes as the voice of arugula? (laughs) The fuck did you two thousand twelve? The high fructose adventures of annoying orange. And he played the voice of arugula and plum. So um that Thank you for giving me that information. Yes. This is probably going to be out of your guys's, like, um, maybe not Brad's, definitely Levi's. I watch a lot of hey, old fuck shit. You, buddy. I watch <laughs> old shit, the new shit. Um, he was the voice of the bad. He was the voice of the bad guy in Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Fern Gully. Yeah, he was um, he was the voice of the oil in in uh, Fern Gully, the last um, rainforest. He sing he sings a lot, a lot. Uh, that was uh, yeah. He sings in Annie. He sings in Fern Gully. He sings in probably Muppet Treasure Island, Rocky Horror. He sings in the Rocky I Horror. Think that was just like his. Yeah. His favorite, and he was so well trained and able to do. I mean, he was any a type of singing. Yeah, yeah, right. He right. was just so good at singing. He was in Mucha Lucha, the return of El Magnificento, oh um, a um, Lucha Libre animated series in 2002. Just um, saying, direct to DVD. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. He's. <laughs> Did you know he got, um, I just saw it on his Wikipedia. How many times has he been a Mater D in a movie? Because I know it's more than one. Well, he was the butler in Clue. He was the concierge in Home Alone 2. He was, um... In, in the cartoon, 
ah, real monsters. He voiced a Mater D, but I got down that hole because he was, I was just looking at it and there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different characters he voiced on that cartoon Jeez. through 19 episodes. Now, that was one of my favorite cartoons, too. Wow. I didn't know he got yeah. rejected for the role of Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit because he had too frightening of a performance. I can totally <laughs> see that. I can totally I can see that. It, I can totally I not, see that. I did not know that. He, I was just um, through his Wikipedia and saw that. You know, honestly, the whole him playing Rooster Hannigan in Annie, um, he perfected, and he—I mean, he did it throughout. I mean, in certain points in his career, uh, you can see a little bit of it in Three Musketeers. You can see a little bit of it in. Um, even in Muppet Treasure Island, he perfected yeah. that creepy, that creepy, charismatic bad guy. Dude, uh, okay, so I watched Muppet Treasure Island today just for, that's the movie I picked to make sure I watched. And, like, the way he interacts on screen with the Muppets is a little fucking crazy. Like, it is, it's just it, weird to see him act against Muppets, like... Nothing's fucking different. And then, like, I definitely, I I noticed, like, the traditional, like, ha, where he flings his head back. He's got that where he flings back and he pauses for a second while his head's back. And, like, uh, I don't know. He he played that really well. And it it's, I don't know. It, it just seemed odd when you, you're looking at the actor and trying to dissect how they're working. And they're fucking acting with puppets. And he's just like kissing miss piggy and like he, he he's all in and he's so he like yeah. Say, yeah he's, he's dead all yeah. yeah no it was a good movie to watch today they um he based pennywise how he portrayed pennywise from john wayne gacy i believe that he like watched video of Don, John Wayne Gacy's interviews and of his clown act, and like based a lot of what he did yeah. off of how John Wayne Gacy acted and how he talked about because he wanted to be a creepy clown, you know. And it's not easy to be a horror clown when you're dressed like he was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the costuming so, on that one was way different than the spookiness of the, the new one, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, fucking. the new one, or even like you've got the new horror killer clowns from outer space, or like you've neon. got you've got the newer yeah. one, um, a terrifier. Like those clowns are like, um, and I've never seen it, but those clowns are like. Um, like they're ragged, like they're they're yeah. dirty and they're grimy and they're but he like is like vibrant colors and like clean. happy clown and he's yeah and clean he's, that's what I was yeah, gonna say he's, put together yeah and he's but kind he, of. but he's supposed to be like terrifying and it's, your arm off <laughs> yeah yeah and it's and he plays it perfectly he just plays it perfectly and the other one um and i brought it up earlier is um his his unrecognized he's unrecognizable in legend as the demon 
and you can't tell who he is underneath all that makeup. You can kind of hear it in his voice. But again, that movie got destroyed. Nobody liked it, but everybody was like, well, the movie sucks, but Tim Curry was awesome in it. You know, uh, nobody nobody wants to go see the movie, but if you're going to go see it, you should go see it because Tim Curry's amazing in it. Yeah. And everybody liked, he's the villain, and everybody liked his character. More. And it's probably why the movie bombed, because nobody could relate to the hero. They all related to the villain. You know, and that's, uh, you got to have heroes that people can relate to. I mean, even Star Wars, I would say more people probably relate to Darth Vader than Luke Skywalker, but Luke Skywalker was, Mark Hamill was likable. Yeah. At least yeah. he was likable. So, um, he was a farm kid. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, he was a farm kid. Yeah. And like, so, that should be quick to relate to. But when you're the devil with one liners and, and people like you and you're just, you're dedicated to what you're doing, it comes across and people liked him. Even though he was a bad guy, people liked him. And you never get, and I'll always come back to Clue. You never get Wadsworth. You never really get a true answer. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, the movie's 40 years old, but if you haven't seen it, um, it none of the endings, none of the endings tell you who Wadsworth really is. No. Like, is he Mr. Body? Or is he really Wadsworth? Because there's a couple of endings where he's Wadsworth. There's a couple of endings where he's Mr. Body. But you don't know how, which one any of them are. And and he was, they because I've seen the documentary, he was the first person cast. And then they put everybody around Tim Curry. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Well, that would make sense. Honestly, especially because Wadsworth is the center point of the movie. He is the one who dictates everything that goes on. And I mean, obviously, you get your split off scenes where they like when they split up throughout the house and the power goes out and shit. But I mean, Wadsworth is the one controlling everything. He, he is the center of that movie and he keeps it going and he keeps it moving. And his uh, Tim Curry's, I, I don't know. They said that that there were other actors up for the role. If I remember the document, I should rewatch the documentary. If I remember the documentary right, I think there were other actors up for the role. I don't think that gets pulled off with anybody other than Tim Curry. No. I think his his the way that he brought that whole movie around um, with the quick one liners, his facial expressions. Um, the way he moved from room to room, especially when he's explaining how it all happened at the end, is just something that I don't think anybody else could have pulled off except for Tim Curry and and those and the group of of people that were were with him getting through it. I would love to see a remake. I don't know who you put in that Tim Curry role. Um, the first person well, that comes, basically remade it. Oh, like did the they? Daniel Craig movies, like oh uh, yeah. So like, uh, kind of, sorta. Yeah, kind of, sorta. It's not comedy necessarily. It is. I have not. I have not seen Glass Onion. I have seen Knives Out, and I Knives enjoyed. Out. Yeah, I enjoyed Knives Out. Um, 
the one person that I think could pull it off to, in the today's day and age. And they said that he was interested, but then the studio put a kibosh on it, and he said he really wants to do it, is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. Ryan Reynolds wants to do a remake. I don't know if I could see him. Do, I don't think I, I could would like that as, one. I but, could see him as Wobbs. But it, I feel like he'd be very a lot more I jokey. Think, a lot I more. think he's almost too much to be Wadsworth. Yes. I could see him as a Professor Plum. He, he speaks too quickly. He doesn't have the eloquent, long, drawn out. Like, yeah. I'm not just simply speaking. I am giving you a well put together fucking statement. I could yeah. see him as Professor Plum for sure. Um, Christopher Lloyd's character yeah. that kind of just is trying to sleep with all the women that are there yeah. at the at the mansion. Um, I could see him doing that. And, but as far as like, yeah, and you're right, it's got to be that elegant, that um, that long-winded yes. speaking. Yes, we need some. And I just don't it. know I bet you Tom Hiddleston could nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. That, it's the theater. You got to have the theater background. Yeah. You got to be over the top. It's super expressive. Like your gestures have to be so exaggerated that the people in the back see what you're doing kind of acting. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston could act, absolutely pull that off. Oh, yeah. 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 He could. He could. Um, somebody else that could probably pull it off. Um, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, um, but you said Tom Hiddleston, so I'm in the Marvel world right now. Benedict? Um, no. Cucumber Patch? Um, that would be another one I'd take. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Um, so, yes. yes. Uh, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I still think it would have been all right if they had cast him as Luke Skywalker and Mando instead of completely rebuilding yeah. everything. Yeah, I think, I think he could pull something like that off. Um, I know you can't picture it. Probably, I was going to say, I can't picture it. Like, I could see it with his, or I guess hear it with his voice, but I couldn't, I can't visualize him as Wadsworth. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see it. You, you definitely brought anybody in the Marvel Universe, because Roddy right. J could nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie yeah. Jr. could nail it. Um, um, I could see Ryan Reynolds as Plum. We're going to recast Clue right here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds oh, is Plum. I actually see Robert Downey Jr. as Colonel Mustard. Yeah. Or Mr. Green. I'm, Mr. Green would be a better Robert Downey Jr. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Mr. Green's the one that that is a, a, a latent homosexual. Yeah. Oh, yes. Robert, that's Robert Downey Jr. That would be Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Colonel Mustard was... You'd have to play someone kind of like... It'd have to be kind, almost come off as older, but not really. You just have this. I don't know if you recast that role. He's still alive, ain't he? <laughs> he probably, yeah. I don't Martin know. Like, Martin yeah. Mull. I just, I can think of him through several other things, and his acting style was always kind of the same. Ben Affleck. I can see Ben Affleck as Colonel Mustard. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I don't think you could do Martin Mull at eighty years old as Colonel Musk. I don't know; he's still pretty good, man. You, you could. He was just on Psych a few years ago. I he's think. Still moving, really? Dude, yeah. As they had a Clue episode. They had a Clue episode. Oh, is that why Tim Curry was on Psych? Yeah. yeah. I saw him credited on that. You could definitely do Ben Affleck as Colonel or Matt Damon. 
Matt Damon not, would be a good one too. He was on. Uh, I don't know what Not Dead yet is. It's a television. Oh, it's a new television show. Yeah, on he ABC. was Monty on two episodes of that okay. recently. Yeah, yeah. in twenty twenty three. Okay, right. so I guess you could. You could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hear eighty. I think old, <laughs> old as fuck. And then you got the you got the women. You got um, Miss Peacock, Miss Scarlet. Mrs. White. And Mrs. White. I could throw Jennifer Lawrence into one of those somewhere. I feel like. She would have. She would Maybe have. Not Miss Scarlet. She would. Ha- no, I'm thinking she's best suited comedy wise for Mrs. White. Yeah. Mrs. White has those one liners and those zingers. I Jennifer believe- Lawrence might be okay for that. I believe it was. Aubrey Plaza is Peacock. Fun fact, I believe. Yes, absolutely. That would be. Or her as Mrs. White. Yeah. Mrs. White had, the actress that had to play Mrs. White had to wear a garter so tight she couldn't sit down, which is why in most of her roles she's leaning against stuff. You know who would be a great Mrs. Peacock? Tina Fey. Tina, Uh, who's the other one? Who's the other one that... From parts. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler is Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miss, make, Miss Scarlet would have to be. Um, you could keep it. You could keep it in the Reynolds family. That would Blake Lively. I, I don't know if she's like. I don't know if I want to see her acting in anything. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? Um. Oh, uh, oh, you know who, um, who's the chick? God, I can't remember her name. I don't know. Yvette's a hard one. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence might do all right in that. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, she'd be a good peacock. She'd be a good peacock. I don't know if she's like been in too much stuff though. Maybe we need someone else. They um throw some diversity in there and get Tiffany Hadish in there somewhere. Oh yeah. You could be throw her in. She'd be good for slapstick comedy you, kind of. You could throw her in at like um Mrs. White. You could throw her in as Mrs. White for sure. Um or the cook. <laughs> or the cook. If you're going to do diversity, too, um, going back to Marvel, Anthony Mackie would be the new Captain yeah, America. He would, he, would be a, he would be a solid character for either, probably either Wadsworth or um, even uh, Mr. Green. Yeah. I mean, he'd be good with either one of those for sure. For sure. And his buddies in, um, there's, there's an interesting thought. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as as Wadsworth. Okay. So a lot of, I think a lot of going on with, um, the people that worked on Clue and were a part of Clue also bled into people who worked with Saturday Night Live. Yes. Cause I, Tim Curry was big. And uh, he did, like, he was big right there at the beginning of Saturday Night Live, yeah. right? So let's throw homage to that a little bit by putting, oh, what's his, God, I can't think of his name. Let me look it up real quick. Um, you put him, 
with Seth Rogen as the fucking cops. They were in Superbad as cops. Why can I not think of his name? Superbad. I've never seen Superbad. Bill Hader. Oh, Bill, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen is the cops. The two cops. The two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Hader should be in it, though. Yeah, yeah, he's um, and that comes. That's Could oddly Bill Hader do Wadsworth. Maybe he was in. The... Oh, Bill Hader would be great for yeah, Wadsworth. yeah. I was gonna say I could picture him as Wadsworth. Yeah. Honestly. yeah, he did the um, he's in the new It movie too, which yeah. brings it full circle yeah. back. Oh the, yeah, he's in the new. He's one of the adults in yeah. Chapter Two. Yeah. To bring it all the way around. To... I love Bill Hader, man. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's good. He is fun, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a shame Tim Curry was never in Star Wars. Hey, there's still time, man. So he like was, he's dead. Is he going to be a droid? Well, he, he could, could, be, he could be a voice. He could be a, he could be a voice in one. chair that moves. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. It's a little rough. Sorry. <laughs> he was in... Um, I didn't realize he was in Congo either. He had like I I can't remember much of that movie and I that's funny because I actually seen it in theaters when I was a kid. I was like fucking 6 years old, my mom drug me to the theaters to see it. I don't remember I don't it was a it was a, a violent movie about fucking monkeys eating people and yeah. And he played a Romanian um um Guy who financed the whole expedition, Herc Kermer. Yeah, yeah, Herc Kermer. They were chasing. They were chasing an artifact or some, weren't they? Yeah, his real aim is to find the mythical lost city. Oh, they're uh, looking for the Zinch. lost city. Yeah, but it was completely overtaken by these fucking apes. Right, the apes that were like, they were like so violent. No, this is like a fucking horde of. Like, if the Jungle Book went wrong. I'm sorry. Like, no shit. Like, think of the Temple of the Monkeys. I guess that's one way to put that. Yeah, yeah. think of the Temple of the Monkeys, but when you encounter them, they just eat and destroy everything. Yeah, just so that you know, Bruce Campbell was in that, too. Yeah. Now you know what level of goriness, because I do remember some pretty bloody stuff from it. Yeah, I I enjoy me some Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's got it going on. But yeah, I... (laughs) <laughs> Tim Curry is just it's, uh, uh, he's just something else. He's just something else. You know, I, I'm not sure what ails him medically. I know he's got a lot of things going on, but I'm glad he gets to see the world celebrate him slowly before he goes. You know what I mean? Like everybody, he knows how much fucking people oh, in yeah. the world love him. And I don't know that he's done anything inherently bad to be canceled by anybody. <laughs> right. You don't well, know anything bad about him. So he had, he's been in a wheelchair since 2012. Yeah. And it, the, the reason he's in a wheelchair is because he had a major stroke. That's what it was. I yeah. can't remember exactly why. So since 2012, he's done voice acting and he's done um, fan conventions. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, um, you know, he's, Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, on the bonus level, the second floor of bonus pints is the Lantern. The Lantern is a glowing light in a small town. They're a shop filled with art, clothing, books, and all your current Holly- 
Halloween needs. They are currently carrying cat skull candles, black cat drinking glasses, Halloween-themed dresses and shirts, and some 3D horror decor that will scratch your Halloween itch. Check out their Facebook page for when they are open and what new items they are stocking daily. So, okay, so he's done fan conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, the audio cut out. We're trying to re-trap re, re it in. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, on top of that, in October of 2020, he did a table reading to raise money for charity of uh, Dr. Frankfurter for uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, so, yeah. So... Um, he hasn't let the stroke like slowing down, I guess. I mean, because he still does voice acting. I mean, yeah, it kind of dictates what type of work he can do, but he certainly hasn't stopped working. Right, right. He's which got some good. about to come out, too. Which I don't remember what yeah. it was. But, um, I don't think it's anything too like crazy or out there like we're going to know. Right, right. And I don't know that it's anything real big. Um, but he, he just, there's, there's, what's the witch movie that Robert played for the us? Worst witch. The Worst Witch, where he yeah. sings, that's, that was a TV show, or was it a movie? It was a movie. Okay. Yeah. He had, um, he just had some really... Iconic, different roles. I don't think it was a movie. I think it was a TV show. Was it? I think it was. The worst way. It was a TV show. It was a... It was a TV movie. Oh, it was okay. a TV movie. It was a British TV movie. Based on a children's book. Very, very weird. He did a lot of that, too. Like... Yeah. I mean, you look through his film credits, and he's got Oliver Twist, um, even um, Annie and Rocky Horror are plays. Yeah, low-budget stuff, going to plays. Yeah, Rocky Horror was made with a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, pro yeah probably. Well, that's, yeah, that's what it all, that was for the production of it. Yeah. One, here, here's this. Staggering. Here's a staggering number. So its budget was one point four million dollars, and it's made in box office two hundred and twenty-six million dollars. Granted, that's been over fifty years. Fifty years. But I mean, still. Uh, oh well, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it's the longest-running movie in cinematic history because they're still playing. I mean, they still play yeah. it. Yeah, um, Disney's even stated that they're leaving it out because they've been shelving a lot of those long-running movies like that. Yeah. And they they made us... I don't know if they necessarily came out and directly said it, but they basically listed it under a legacy never coming off of the cinema rotation. Right. And, I mean, it was made in 1975, and we're getting ready to hit 2024. So if the world doesn't end in 2024... 2025 <laughs> will be the 50 year anniversary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Holy shit. 
So like that is um fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. And on top of just crazy to think is um huge shout out to the city of Logansport. Yeah, I know. We put one on every year. Because we put one on every year. Ghoul's Night Out, Halloween. It's really hard being named Brad at that time of year, by the way. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet it is. It's hard being named Frankfurter, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> named Frankfurter. I was watching a documentary on the making of Rocky Horror. The... Brad and the other chick, I can't remember what her name was. Susan Sarandon, but I don't remember what the character's name was. They fucking hated the filming of that movie. Because they did not know what they were getting into. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it probably helped them play that role then. Uh, Yeah, probably. probably. Janet. Janet, that's what it is. She got pneumonia, I think she said, by the second day. Because she's like, here I am in nothing but my bra, a small skirt, in a literal castle. Because they filmed at a real castle that is leaking. It's raining out yeah. 24-7. She's like, it was miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Meanwhile, they like they contradicted that in the documentary with like Tim Curry and um, O'Brien, who made it. Basically being like, oh yeah, the filming of it was fantastic. Everybody loved it. It was great. It, well, the Transylvanians were like, yeah, we were stoned the whole time because they didn't give a fuck what we did. Yeah, well, and Richard O'Brien wrote the screenplay. Yeah. And he um, wrote the um, original musical. He plays Riff Raff. Yeah. He's Riff Raff in the movie, which is even better. But yeah, Susan and Sarandon and Barry uh, Bothwick are original, uh, Janet and Brad. The original musical was only four instruments for the orchestra and when they did when they did the movie that they, they got to increase it to like 30 i think it was uh, <clears throat> yeah richard o'brien is like got some credit to his name too oh really i didn't like oh, I he saw. was in he was in um flash gordon he was in. Um, he was a stunt performer in the original Casino Royale. He was in Spice World. He was in Phineas and Ferb. He was in Dungeons and Dragons. He was a voice on Phineas and Ferb. Who was he on Phineas and Perry? He was Lawrence Fletcher. Speaking of that, where is Perry? <laughs> <laughs> he um. Yeah, no, he's got some. I didn't realize yeah, he, he was, was Lawrence. Fle- shit. Who's Lawrence Fletcher? The father. Yeah, he's Ferb's father. Okay, all right, that's kind of cool. There's a interactive Rocky Horror Picture Show game. I did not. I, do, that. I don't think I need to interact. with Yeah, him. I don't think that that's something I need to interact with. Interact with with, um, with Richard O'Brien and Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better that Christopher Lee is the narrator. He's the narrator. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, we're talking Saruman, right? We're talking Count Dooku, yes. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. He's the narrator, the heavy metal loving Christopher Lee. He was the Dumbledore we actually wanted. 
If could you imagine him as playing Dumbledore? He would have been a better Dumbledore. At least for the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. That old guy, it was... He was a good wizard, but he was more of a Merlin, not a Dumbledore. Yeah. Well, and then we didn't have to deal with him after the first Yeah, one. but then it's like, is that Gandalf? And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, but if Christopher Lee would have been in that, it would have been even worse. <laughs> right. Yeah, Michael, yeah. It was Richard Harris was who played him in the first two movies. Yeah, but he passed away before they made the second one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, back to Tim Curry. <laughs> Why wasn't Tim Curry in Harry Potter? Why the fuck was he not in Harry Potter? Well, he, well I mean, if you ask some people, they'll confuse Alan Rickman with Tim yeah. Curry. Yeah. Yes. And they'll think that he was. Yeah. I I don't see that. I don't understand that. What if they are and we never knew it? It's a prosthetic nose. Yeah, what if they... I mean, you've never seen them in the same place. Not the same place. <laughs> Alan Rickman's kind of dead now, so... Smashing! <laughs> but it's fun. And here's the other thing, because we've done it now, like... I'm just going to say, we've done it now like three or four times. And it's not like we don't get off topic... But Tim Curry and his movies, and like they lead you down paths. Yeah. I mean, look at Home Alone too. You could go off on a path oh, like, about Donald Trump. M- M- Donald Trump. <laughs> um, you've got. I still don't get the Donald Trump you've got, cameo in that movie. You've got you've got Legend with Tom Cruise. You've got Clue with all the actors. Yeah, and the Saturday Boy, Night we Live. We just talked about Back to the Future. Back to the Future. You've got yeah. um, you throw in. You throw in um, Annie with Carol Burnett, and and then you've got uh, Wild Thornberries and Flea. You've got Harry Potter. It, it's just Let's see he, who else was on Wild Thornberries. He just like throws. That. There's so many the Phineas and Ferb stuff. It's just well, that was Richard O'Brien. Yeah, but I'm not so sure that he didn't do something with that. But it's a rabbit hole because you go Tim yeah. Curry, Richard O'Brien. I mean, Lacey, Lacey Chabert, Chabert, whatever. Oh, yeah. Mean Girls, Hallmark yeah. movies was Eliza Thornberry. I never knew that. I did not know that either. Um, I think she does a lot of voice. Christopher Masterson um, from Malcolm in the Middle. He was in it, but it doesn't say for what. Really? Yeah. I don't know for what. Um, Darwin was Tom Kane. He's just been in a lot of stuff. He I, he just has He's a voice actor on Clone Wars. Well, all kinds of yeah. The chimpanzee from Wild Thornberries. Uh, Tim Curry did a voice on the animated Peter Pan series. There's an animated Peter Pan series. Animated yeah. Peter Pan series. Like this is ridiculous. Tim Curry was on Titanic. No, that was the old, that was a different Titanic. Yeah, it was a different one. Well, I mean, there's only one true Titanic, but I've never seen the Titanic, so. Simon Doonan? Doonan? Was that He played King Chicken in Duckman. What the fuck is Duckman? Duckman. Oh my god, I used to watch that before we started. It was like, it came on, oh, what was the... I mean, there's a whole list of other cartoons that came on back then. 
I gotta get my way to him. It's it was on the USA network. Yeah, because there was Daria's World, right? Daria's World was on MTV. What okay, it? no, I was thinking it was on. What a, the fuck is this? Uh, there was a show with John Lovitz, the cartoon with John Lovitz. Uh, oh, it was on the same time as Duck, Duck Man. Man and Jesus fucking Christ. It, well, Duck Man is based off of one shot comic books by Dark Horse. Was it uh, the critic? The critic is the one I'm thinking. Might have been with the John critic. Lovitz. Might have been. Jason Alexander. John Lovitz was in a Loaded Weapon one with Tim Curry with as Tim well. Curry. So this is on topic. Um, E.G. Daly was in Duckman. Um, so was Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> just, just in case anybody was wondering. The critic this was 94 show ended before Dakota was born. I, I didn't say it was a masterpiece. I just said that it was there. And he was in it. He was in Duckman. I'm just saying, I've heard you guys talk about Duckman so much tonight. He was King Chicken in Duckman. He also played Chancellor Palpatine in Darth Sidious in The Clone Wars. Tim Curry did. He voiced... Chancellor Palpatine from 2012 to 2014 in Star Wars Clone Wars, the TV show. The animated TV show. God damn. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, his, his career is just. Fucking duck, man. God, I loved watching that show and I couldn't even tell you what it's fucking about no more. I really couldn't. I, I just remember it was a big part of my childhood. It was 94, man. It was like, 94 like 29 90 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But I know I watched the shit out of it late night when I wasn't supposed to. Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport on the bonus level, the second floor of Bonus Pines, is Savini Comics. Savini Comics has all your toys, gaming, and comic needs. We have Dungeons and Dragons. We have Magic the Gathering. We have Pokemon. We have Disney Lorcana. We have Marvel and DC comic books. We have Marvel and DC figures. We have Star Wars. We have wrestling. Come join us at Savini Comics for all your gaming, toys, and comic book needs. So, it looks like he hasn't won a lot of stuff. He's been nominated quite a few times for different things. He was, uh, he won an, he won an award for Spamalot. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know what the fuck Spamalot is. That is, that is interesting. Um, he also won a daytime Emmy for Peter Pan and the Pirates, an animated series about Peter Pan. I don't know who he played, but um, probably Captain Hook, if I had to guess. He played Captain Hook. Look at you. Good guess. Are you still looking up Duck Man? Yeah, I do. I'm going to be stuck down that hole for a while. He's, um, yeah, I mean, between Rocky Horror and Clue and Pennywise, 
and the concierge in Home Alone 2, the serial Muppet killers, Treasure Muppet Treasure Island, playing Long John Silver in Muppet Treasure Island. I, I mean, he is just pirates. Yeah. Fuck you, Lenny. Tim Curry has just been everywhere. He's been everywhere and anywhere he's been needed for 50 plus years. And it's been, um, he's, I don't, I don't know. I just, I enjoy him. It's a shame that he's bound to that wheelchair now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least we got lots to enjoy, but we did get lots to enjoy from him for sure. I will, um, I, I, anybody that has enjoyed anything that Tim Curry has done and listens to this podcast, please, please, for the love, go watch Clue. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. It'll be, it is, it is Tim Curry at his finest. It is, um, I, I know people will argue with me because. Frank Ferger and Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I it it Tim Curry just commanding that entire movie and leading actors in the direction they needed to go is just it's it's masterful to watch. He's he's great in the movie. He's comedically great. Um, there's not a whole lot of drama in it, but I mean, he, scary movie too. Gotta watch that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely watch him in some of the other ones. Scary Movie 2, um, what, Loaded Weapon 1. Um, yeah, that's a very good comedic in both of those. That's an underdog movie I think more people need to watch. The, the Samuel Jackson's in that one. Yeah, yeah. And Emilio Estevez. I yep, think. Emilio yeah. Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. It's kind of like a yes, spoof on John life. Lovitz. Pat, back again with the John Lovitz. <laughs> is that a Christmas Carol? Is that a Christmas Carol? Is he? Yeah. Is he in a Christmas Carol? As Ebenezer Scrooge. Which one? The 1997 musical animation. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I missed that. Loaded Weapons got Dr. Joyce Brothers in it, and Denise Richards. <laughs> so it must have been a TV show. Two thousand. It's not on here. What? The two thousand seven. Oh, because I'm it, not on voice rolls. Was there ever a loaded weapon too? The Christmas Carol is ninety seven, not two thousand seven. Oh, it's ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right there. It's twelve minute. Too. Yeah, oh, that's lethal. I think I've seen this one. You probably have. Oh, I can't say a lot of good voice actors in it. Whoopi Goldberg, Ed Asner, Michael York. Hm. Yeah, it was a direct DVD. So, but Tim Curry leads the way. Tim Curry always leads the he way. He does always lead the way. You got he was in Rugrats, he was in Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in the Scooby Doo one. He was in a movie called Queer Duck. Something about ducks, man. I guess. I guess he, he loves must, the ducks. He must love the ducks. The film, the, reuni- <laughs> the film re- reunites the original creators and cast of Queer Duck, plus special guest Conan O'Brien as himself, Tim Curry as 
Peckery the butler. Concierge. Jesus. Typecast. Typecast. Uh, Jeff Glenn Bennett as the main antagonist, a homophobic bigot priest named Reverend uh, Vandergelding. Uh, Mark Hamill as a hot dog vendor. Oh my god, I've got to watch it. Um, Bruce Valange as himself. Andy Dick as a former drag queen Rex, formerly Regina. Um, David Duchovny as Tiny Jesus. So... What the fuck did I just listen to? Um, <laughs> the voice of Queer Duck is Jim J. Bullock. Do you guys know who Jim J. Bullock is? He was the uh, center square for Hollywood Squares through most of my childhood. But... <laughs> oh. It's just about it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> there are... Some people and oh here, here's Andy Dick's in it. Yeah, here's here's the odd part. So um Melissa and Joan Rivers are characters in it, but they're not the voices. Somebody else does the voice. It's also the case for Michael Jackson. It's also somebody plays Rosie O'Donnell. So what is this again that you're listing off? It's called Queer Duck, the movie. <laughs> Chris, an, Chris Cox is a well-accomplished voice actor as well. He does Family Guy and like a bunch of shit. Huh. Yeah. So anyway. Interesting. Oh, damn. Chris Cox is in fucking like everything. <laughs> but he's done work with Tim Curry. He's done work with Tim Curry and that's what really matters. Tim Curry was... A voice in Tiny Toons, Tailspin, Captain Planet, Darkwing Duck. Speaking of Tailspin, you said. I don't know if the uh, wait who was he in Tailspin? Up, but it has him uh, credited for Rocky, not as Rocky, but being in the Rocky movies. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I can't. I when I type in just Rocky Tim Curry, I cannot find it. No. So I don't know if it's just fucking up. Yeah, I don't know. He was in oh. the animated Mighty Ducks, Jumanji. Where in the world is where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Hey Arnold. Oh, who was he in Hey Arnold? A concierge? I bet you he was. He was lick lighter. What the fuck is did he lick lighters? I, I don't know. That's what it says. It was lick lighters. Characters list of hey Arnold characters. I'm gonna guess he was a supporting character at some point. Um, it'll be funny if I find it and he was a concierge. He is a theater critic and stage director. He once told, uh, Oh, is that what it says? Mr. Licklighter from the Hey Arnold wiki. He was in Voltron. We discussed Voltron during our magic game earlier. Yeah. He was in Johnny Bravo. Timo Supremo. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. I did not know he did video games. He's he, done Dragon Age, Brutal Legends. Yeah. Uh, com, uh, Command and Conquer. Command Red and Alert. Conquer, Red Alert. 
He was SpongeBob uh, and friends attack the toy bots. That's the Tim Curry. That's what Tim Curry from Hey Arnold. That was his. Oh, uh, okay. He played Stubings and Worthington Du Bois in Phineas and Ferb. So he was a voice on Phineas and Ferb for two episodes. Transformers, Ben 10. There's Duckman again. Duckman. The, the graphic adventures of a private dick. What the fuck? That's what it says. He's a voice on a theme park attraction in the Magic Kingdom. At least he was. He used to do audiobooks. He did the audiobook for Home Alone 2. There's an audiobook for Home Alone 2? He also did one for something called The Dirty Duck. He is obsessed with ducks. It's unhealthy. I mean, he also does penguin movies. And what are penguins if not just... Antarctic ducks. That is very true. That is very true. He did almost all the Dune books, too. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed Dune. Yeah. Dracula, A Christmas Carol, Despicable Me. Excuse me. Bless you. Huh. How about the TV movie, Three Men in a Boat? <laughs> That's a cinematic classic. He was Jerome in 1975. <laughs> Jerome? Dr. Severius was from Gargoyles. There's what he looked like in that one. Oh, yeah. He was in Gargoyles, too. Yeah. Huh. What is the hunt for Red October? He was Dr. Petrov. Yeah. He, that is a... Dr. Petrov. Yeah, that is a Tom Clancy movie, right? Sean Connery. With Sean Connery and... Um, Yes, I have heard of Sean it. Connery played Jack Ryan. Didn't know Alec Baldwin played Jack Ryan. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery are in that. So, and they've all been in movies with Tim Curry. Yeah, I bet. Don't don't, don't, don't Google that. He's got one upcoming thing, according to IMDb, which is Dragon Troll World Chronicles. Dragon, Dragon. My bad. I made that mistake earlier. Wow. Uh, he's just he's been in a lot of stuff. You could play I am gonna guess that you could replace Kevin Bacon with Tim Curry in the seven degrees of yeah, the separation. Six, yeah, the six degrees. Six degrees of separation. I bet you could do it. No, because didn't fucking Kevin Bacon get abducted by the Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> that last Christmas? God damn it. Sorry. But I bet you could do, I bet you oh, could I absolutely do the six degrees of separation with Tim Curry just like you do with, uh, just like you do with um, Kevin Bacon. I bet I absolutely bet you could. Because I, I mean, it just goes so many different directions. I'm sure. I'm sure that it's there. I'm sure that it's there. All right. How are we out of time? Um, uh, we're about at it now. About at it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think that's a uh, wrap on. Uh, Tim Curry and his greatness. Um, we went down some rabbit holes. Oh, we smashing. 
but we all, uh, I think we, it all led back to Tim Curry and that's yeah. all that really matters because Tim Curry's a, just a genius. I, his, I'm telling you, Clue is just, Clue is something to behold. It is a great movie to watch and so slept on yeah mm-hmm. it really is it really is and the documentary if you if you want to go that deep the documentary is fantastic too so um talks with all the old actors and all the old actresses and things like that you know if they would have made a documentary for it it might have got lost the time yeah yeah for sure well and and a little known fact because they talk about it in the documentary um the soundtrack is one of the best sold soundtracks really like because that iconic music at the beginning and um what they've done in the past um they've actually released the vinyl and they did it in all the colors of the people oh, they, did, they did a red a red a purple a yellow a white um a green, green. um they they did all what well, i think it's six colors six or seven colors we should try to collect them yeah make it a shop goal yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah hang them up on the wall to fit the the motif of you know the downstairs. store yeah yeah absolutely it would tie into downstairs very well but yeah they um they release those and they're they're not they're not easy to get i don't think but that would be something to strive for for sure um but yeah i everybody that ever wants to hear me talk about a movie i will talk about clue all day long so um i think that's the end of this episode of pints and pages we've discussed a few things for next week but we're going to surprise you and let you know what we do it'll be our uh it'll be our christmas episode yeah yeah so um oh we gotta do we gotta i don't know maybe we should do like a list like fucking make a list so some of them are already sold out but you can get the mrs peacock with character card uh, the Professor Plum, the Colonel Mustard, the Mr. Green, the Miss Scarlet, and Mrs. White finals. How much are they? 30 bucks a piece. Oh, that's not bad. They're limited to 250 Like, that's the total amount they made. Which ones are sold out? The Mega Bundle, which is all six. Um, black and clear split with a splatter. So one side is black, the other side is clear. Um... And would that be for Wadsworth? Yeah, I think. And then there's one that has all the weapons with um, blood splatter. That's the weapons with blood splatter. Wow. The That's the split black. That's cool. Um, the black, white, and orange swirl and the brandy glass variant. But you can get all the separate colors. Yeah, you, you can individually buy all of the characters. How many is there? 12? 13? There's six. Well, six. No, I mean, of all the record variations. Oh, all the record variations is eight of them. No. Eleven of them. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And that was the first one that sold out. I had thought. That was only a hundred and seventy-five, so it would have been cheaper to buy the bundle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, 
I had thought about doing next week um, what I consider to be one of the uh, greatest Christmas movies of all time. Oh, God. Die Hard? Die Hard. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall off the Nagatana Tower. I remember my plan, too, is to completely derail conversation on everything that ever has a Christmas tree in it. <laughs> I got some obscure ones. So, um... Oh, there's a Christmas tree. It's Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Batman Returns. Technically, yeah, is a yeah. Christmas movie. I was going to save that one, but thanks. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers, though. Um, all right. Well, this has been the episode, and uh, tune in next week. We'll have something for you, whether or not it's diehard Christmas movies or just in general us bullshitting about something, because that's what it was this week. We, we just got it. we got tried it. to focus it on Tim, Tim Curry as much as we could. So I'm Nick. I'm Brad. I'm Levi, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.